This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipItTV. Well, it is uh, It is not a victory show. It almost looked like it was going to be a lot of fun there for a second. I thought they got a pretty good look uh, right at the end as the Eagles are defeated. It wasn't. A, it ended up didn't being a garbage touchdown. It was a <laughs> to Nelson Aguilar at the yep. end. But hey, 27 to 10, uh, 20, I should say. Uh, I know that there are going to be a lot of people disappointed, including this guy and this guy. I actually feel okay. Like, I'm still pissed at a lot of things, but I feel okay. I mean, we're going to make a big deal, I think, about the fourth quarter, and rightfully so, that we should. That game was close the entire time, man. I thought the defense really played their ass off today. I think Jim Schwartz made uh, a a lot of great calls. I think Doug Peterson made some great calls today, too. I think just the ebb and flow of still kind of dealing with Carson Wentz. And yes, I will say, not having an elite running game or whatever to kind of help Carson Wentz out, you're going to have to deal with those ebbs and flows. I thought going to Darren Sproles today was really good. James Seltzer, Vince Quinn is here with us. Hey, Vinny Quinn. Hey. Uh, but uh, it is the uh, it is the live uh, live uh, post-game show here, James. What are your uh, just initial thoughts after this one here? Yeah, it's funny because, like, here's the thing. I went into this game thinking I would be totally fine if they lost it, and now I'm pissed off that they lost it. That's kind of how the game played out. It was just it, my big takeaway was missed opportunities. You know, there were so many chances for this team to actually go into Arrowhead and win this football game and, and like, win it, you know, not handily, but, like, convincingly in the sense that they would have deserved to win the game if they had taken advantage of these opportunities. The miss kick obviously hurts. The interception hurts. Um, you know, there were just a lot of those things that, you know, the, the drop Torrey Smith touchdown, like there, there are just so many things you can point to today where, where they kind of hurt themselves. So while I'm not like devastated because I thought they would lose, I'm more upset than I expected to be just because how it played out. For me, the, the first thing is, I mean, man, the Eagles have a good front seven. Like, yeah, they really do. Think of what happened in this game, right? I mean, you go in without Ronald Darby. Then you have Jalen Watkins who fills in to stop Tyreek Hill. He goes out of the game. Rodney McLeod goes out of the game. And until Kareem Hunt breaks that big run and just torches Corey Graham, 
you didn't think anything about it. I mean, this was a 13-13 to game in the fourth quarter. Those injuries happened either in the first quarter or early in the second. Yep. And they had at least five sacks in the game. Very disruptive from them. I mean, it was, it was an impressive performance, especially from the front seven. Ultimately, it's not enough, and we'll talk a lot about the other side of the line and the problems there. But, yeah, first takeaway, man, our front seven is really freaking good. Yeah, and, you know, again, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham – are just ridiculous football players. Like they, they really. I, I can't. That I, I know it's it's really crazy too because that that hunt run right before it happens. Brandon Graham is screaming down the line for a tackle for a loss, and then all of a sudden, you know, they break one open for forty yards. That kind of changed the momentum of everything. Let's start with Carson Wentz though. Uh, I, I it's it's a pattern I think is starting to develop here, and it goes back into last season. Great first quarter. Coming out, really big command of the offense. Really knows what's going on. Uh, just like you said, James, the you know the the Torrey Smith drop is is not great. Otherwise, not that would have been a perfect drive. First quarter, and it was a great throw. It, put it was. It, he put it in a spot that only Torrey Smith could and should have caught it. Yes. Now, what did uh, what, uh, double check this for me, guys? He ended up with 40, 40 throws or just under forty six throws. Forty six today. Forty six. So that you know, this is the end. And again, you're behind by two touchdowns. It's pretty a little bit understandable when it gets to that point. Uh, I thought going to Darren Sproles early was really smart. You know, I was demanding 20 touches from him a week ago. Uh, I think he ended up with 13 or 14 by the time uh, that the uh, the end of the game was going. And the, the ebb and flow between Wentz and Sproles was really good early. I thought that getting Kelsey and everybody out to the left or right side was a really smart thing to do. Second quarter hits, the flow goes a little weird, you know, and that's been happening a lot. It's Wentz good first quarter, weird, bad, awful sometimes second quarter, pulls himself up in the third, and then you just kind of you don't know what's going to happen in the fourth. That's that. That's kind of the, how it's been for him so far. Yeah, no, and I think the biggest, the pattern that worries me more, as I feel like that can be somewhat, you know, kind of, uh, you know, correctable if we kind of get more consistent. The bigger issue is we keep seeing Wentz, and it was that interception. We keep seeing him trying to make things that aren't there instead of just, you know. And look, we we kind of ripped Alex Smith in the in the pregame show yeah. this morning, saying, you know, we'd rather have a gunslinger, someone who's not going to take those sacks. Um, Wentz, while I love the gunslinger nature, has to learn to rein it in a bit. Like there were just too many times, and don't get me wrong, there like he makes plays, like the, he broke a dude's ankles, you know, yeah, later on, like Levy and Wentz, game, which is great, yeah. was awesome, and he's clearly he's got mobility and athleticism, and he can do things, but he has to realize that sometimes his mobility, his athleticism isn't going to be able to save him, and we just have been seeing too much of that. I think my biggest issue is that, and of course, look, I mean. You know, we're we're I I believe he can throw a deep ball, but it didn't look good today. No, and uh, especially going into uh, the second quarter there, where there was a, a deflection. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, you know, the, the off of a a Sproles fumble, which never happens, yeah. never ever 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 happens. And Duncan, I think we have this cut in there for us with the uh, uh, with the with the deflection uh, with the Ertz deflection with the catch there. But like, I've never seen something so nutty. And let me just tell you, that was the worst throw that I think I've seen from a lot of quarterbacks in the last two weeks. This was a really bad throw, but it was hilarious that it ended up the way it did. Wentz again, back, he's looking, steps up, lets it fly, and it is deflected and caught! On a deflection, (laughs) running down the far sideline to the 11 with two seconds left. Eagles call a timeout as Zach Ertz, who catches it, it was deflected, should have been intercepted by the Chiefs. 
and you're thinking, oh my God, the football gods love us because Sproles wasn't supposed to fumble that. And Mitchell was definitely, I mean, like, how does Mitchell drop that ball or deflect oh, it in the air? That was the worst like, ball placement in the world. Uh, and then, you know, rookie kicker, everybody's a little nervous. This is a damn chip shot. He makes the first one, they ice him, and then. To tie the game at halftime. Spotted, kicked, up, and it is no good. Unbelievable. No good. Uh, I know there, and, and there's kind of like a, and there's a long back and forth there between like, oh my God, you know, this rookie kicker sucks. He actually nails a, a pretty long one and ends up being okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. What did you think of the first half there, uh, Vince? Well, the first half, I mean, you got to feel good about it, right? It's a, it's a what, six to three game or six, six game uh, at halftime. It's, it's close. Like the thing was in the second quarter, the first quarter and second quarter, which by the way, light speed. I mean that game really was fast. it was so quick. The the first half was almost there were maybe 5 minutes left in the quarter in the second quarter. It was like 155. So I mean the game was just going at a ludicrous speed and for the Eagles it felt like for a while of oh man they're just hanging on by the skin of their teeth, you know, you're getting these close tackles at the edge and they were just getting enough containment to survive and force these punts and it was it was great, right? I was uh, hey, close game. Uh, do what you have to do to contain. But, man, uh, to get through that second quarter, by, by the time it got to halftime, you felt pretty confident in the defense, their ability to handle those big play options and contain. And, uh, I mean, as, as we're just talking halftime, yeah, it, job well done. I mean, I, I thought overall you want to see more offensively, obviously, than three points, six points, but they played a good half. Yeah, no, they, they really did. And uh, I, I would say... I know that people are probably going to jump on the offensive line here, James, but I think the offensive line overall played really, really well. Uh, the only problem is Isaac Samalo did not play well at all. He yeah. kept getting beat over and over again. I think he was, uh, you know, when we go back and watch this thing, I think he's responsible for at least three or four sacks in this game. Uh, you know, we're, they've been trying to force that. They forced Chance Warmack. They made, you know, Barber say, uh, see you later. For very minimal return on a on a really cheap guy that could come in and out there, but they're going to have to take a look at this thing. And uh, I don't know, like I don't know what your options are now. You're really going to try and force feed Chance Warmack into this lineup if Isaac Sayomalu isn't pulling his weight here. I hope not. You know, I mean, look. First and foremost, Isaac was certainly not Ike today. We could say that he played like crap. Like he was not good today. I mean, that D Ford sack in the first half was. About as bad as you can play a pass rusher, and granted, Ford an outside rusher on a guard, but still, um, I think the issue first and foremost, I think the more I watch Small play, the more I think he should be a center. Obviously, played a center more at Oregon State. I think he that's his natural position. I think it makes more sense to slide him over there. But regardless, the interior of the line was was poor today. But on yeah. the whole, pass protection-wise, it wasn't until the end that it really broke down. Where they have three sacks in the fourth quarter. You know, there were Wentz had a lot of time for the most they part. They did. A ton he of time. He had a lot of time. Guys were not getting open, or at least we have to watch it on the All-22. Yeah. But either Wentz wasn't seeing guys or guys weren't getting open. But I think on the whole, the O-line was okay. It was just Samala was so bad. So bad that it made the line look worse, or the numbers especially look worse than they mm-hmm. were. Yeah, it's crushing. And, and that's the kind of thing that when you go back and look at this game, one of the things we're going to talk about is, look, Wentz threw the ball 46 times, but you also had, what, 14 carries, 13 yeah. carries yeah. in the entire game. And when Sayamalu is giving you nothing in the interior, like, hey, we all worried about the Chiefs and their 
rush defense. Right. Um, we had an over-under just the other day. We ran on Twitter of, hey, do you think the Eagles can get 75 yards? And there was something like 45% that said no way. So they got over. They smart got, 45% it well, turned out, right? Smart, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, right. because yeah. Most, most of the rushing yardage, uh, the leader for rushing yardage was Wentz. So, like, that's a terrible day, and that has to go back on Sayamalu and the inability. Like, when you're getting destroyed, we, we worried so much about the run game, but when, it, when the passing game is so disruptive and one defensive tackle has four sacks, yeah. I mean, that is just the biggest red flag that you could possibly Did find. He, I think he ended up with three. I think Benny Logan got that last sack. Oh, Either yeah, he's way, right. no, the last one was Jones, wasn't it? No, it was Logan. Benny I think Logan. regardless, they had oh, four no, sacks between the D tackles. Yeah, yeah. It might, we'll Pretty have to double sure check that. Logan. Yeah, I'll double, double check. check it. Uh, but um, I think, it, it, see, this is, all right, let's get into the running game because there's a lot of people that are, we're stressing about it. Everybody's going, you know, he just needs this thing to kind of balance some things out here. I, I, I think it really is a combination of both things. Like, you don't have an offensive line. You don't have the grinders that they're looking for yet. I think if the offensive line was anywhere close to Oakland, Washington, Dallas, however you want to phrase it. And by the way, PFF, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you making the Eagles the number one offensive <laughs> line to just kiss it death. Fault. Like, unbelievable. I can't even – I don't know how you looked at that team and came up with that ranking. But you, you can't have that combination because a guy like – Garrett Blunt would kind of work. A guy like Wendell Smallwood would work. Corey Clement would work if the offensive line was the power here, and that's just not what's going to happen. So I'm confused on what people exactly want to do to fix this running game. It would have to take probably one dramatic change somewhere up front and then also, again, just to, you know, put some magical fairy dust on these five running backs and then make them good or decent or whatever. I don't know how you do it. I think how they attacked it today because of what Vince was saying, that they're blowing up the middle of the line to go away from them as much as possible was a smart thing. You just can't do it consistently. And, you know, I, I just want to remind everybody, too, despite the 46 passes, there was still pr- pretty. De- it was working up until the 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 last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, they just ran at D Ford all game. Like every like ninety percent of the running plays were running right at D Ford. I thought that was a really smart game plan idea, like to do that. And I, look, I am so tired of seeing people say Doug's got to figure out a way to run the ball. How? How are you supposed to run the ball? Yeah, with I'm, all like, I, I am all I'm ears. Like I am all ears. Sorry, like I, would I want them to establish run? Of course. Do I want them to have a running game? Absolutely. I am sorry. They can't. Like, what do you want them to do? Watch what's happening. Watch how this O-line is blocking. Tell me how guys who are not good enough to get their own space, create their own space, make people miss. We don't have those guys. Like, they, we just we don't have We have one guy. It's Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Exactly. <laughs> and then that's, you know, he can't be the 20-carry-a-game the guy. Like, And Vince, this is where I come in Vince, here. This is, but this is yeah. Vince. This is where I'm coming in from. Because uh, I, there were so many Wendell Smallwood fans. So many of them. After he got drafted last year in the fifth round, that's, ooh, he's going to be a really good player. No, he's not. Like, I don't even know if he's – it's going from that to part-time to whatever. What do you do to fix this running game, then? Well, you got to borrow. If you want to, you know. if you're going to do anything now at this point, it looks like you got to borrow from the Andy Reid playbook. I mean, look at the things that he was doing in the running game. What he did—it's all of this misdirection. Guys moving left and right all over the field, fake handoffs. He's doing shovel passes. He runs option plays. Like you got to, with the offense being the way it is, with the fact that you don't have a fullback, so you're not going to have that traditional running game. You got to be creative. That's what, that's their only choice. And the other thing is. Uh, my God, we're going back to 2016 already. <laughs> Look, I'm ha- I, right now. I am calling for an undrafted rookie free agent 
to help the Eagles offense. I got to see Clement. I got to see it now. Yeah, but like, do you really expect Corey Clement to come in and fix the running game? That's my issue. Is people, he doesn't trying, need to fix Clark. it. He's no, he, need, like, he's he needs not, to help. He's nothing. He is fine. He is a guy. He's a Honda Accord. He's a used Honda Accord. Like, there is nothing <laughs> exciting about Hey, Corey hey, Clement. hey. He's like at least 2013 Honda Accord. Okay, right? sure. With like 80,000 miles on him. Like, there is just, <laughs> like, he's just not going to fix the running game. Like, I don't. No, un- nobody is. Well, that's, that's what I'm well, saying. That's no, my point. But those like, people have been in. Clement hasn't been in. I love the concept of scheming around it sure but Andy Reid has Kareem Hunt and you know what Spencer Ware way better than any running back on this team and he's not even that great like there is just a deficiency in talent there especially look Blunt can do what he could do didn't certainly see the didn't look all. good today they, right? zero really carries zero exactly so Blunt is what he is he is a, a specialized thing for you guys other and Sproles same way you don't have a guy who can do that for you like you can't force something that isn't there it's not gonna work yeah I, and that's I, I just still I, I feel that way. Like I I you can we remember last year, okay, when we were saying like, oh my gosh, like Doug has to come up with something. He's just got to be more creative in the passing game when there was nobody to throw to. Now it's it's just played tag, and now it's at the running back position. I mean that is literally what you're dealing with, and it's unfortunate yes. because you would it's a think great comparison. John. Yeah, you would think that like all right, Legarrette Blunt can't be that that done, and even in situational things, and and. They thought, I think, that they had it figured out. And they keep going back to what I hate the most. And <laughs> we, we've had disagreements about this, too, with running back by committee. And we're just standing here going, like, the committee is not good. Like, there is nothing that is going to make any type of relieved pressure off a of wince. And, uh, you know, I, I just think, again, this is what you're going to deal with. So this was almost a 50-throwing you know, th- uh, throwing game for wins. That's going to be one of them, and I think it's going to get right back down to 35 to 40 as this continues. And we're going to have this discussion, and I bet you that they run the football effectively against the Giants. I really do. Like, I I just. There will be games. Like, we saw it last year, that Atlanta game. Like, they ran the ball incredibly effectively, and granted, Ryan Matthews went healthy, probably better than any running back on this team. Like last season, yeah. Right, and, and you, brought, Vince, you brought that yeah, up during the preview so, show. So look, I get it. Like, and I, like you said, John, there will be a couple games where they are able to get it going, where where things just work, where the O line is able to take advantage of some matchups, whatever. But. I, like I just don't see this as something that you can scheme around. Like I love that concept. Do I want them to scheme around it? Sure, but like I just don't see with the way this offensive line is, especially with the deficiencies in the interior. Andy Reid can scheme around because he's got a great center and Mitch Morse. Like his guards are good enough. Like there, there's stuff that you could do with pulling and stuff like that. Like granted, Jason Kelsey can pull a little bit, but. I, I just don't see how you scheme around it. There's plenty of things you can do to scheme around this because the thing is, like, what do you do in certain situations? Well, you have three tight end sets, right? Like, Brent Selleck's in here to be a run-blocking tight end. Well, he's got to be out there. He's got to be out there a lot. Uh, you're going to have to got like, and, and I'm not I'm not done with the Clement stuff either because here's the fact of the matter with Corey Clement. Yes, he was an undrafted guy, but running backs, that's kind of the nature of the business now. Good running backs can be undrafted players. They This isn't like Bryce Treggs exactly last year or Paul Turner exactly last year because you know what? Those guys weren't on the roster. You had five running backs on this team, five of them. You obviously love Corey Clement. No, Give me a look at this guy. Give me a look. They kept five because they're all bad. All you, right. like, like they're just throwing <laughs> problems at a problem. That's yeah. The issue. I think that's more or less what's going on. Let's go quickly over to our editor in chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, who joins us on the phone right now, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowden. What is happening, sir? How are you? 
What did I say about the running back? Yeah! <laughs> what did I say about tell him, running back? BLG, tell him! <laughs> but this is, I, I, BLG, this is, and I think everybody's making some pretty good points here. However, if you're going to be mad at anybody in this situation and you're really mad about the running backs and that's all you're going to care about this week, then you need to yell at Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas. Oh, and, and that's, oh and, I have no problem doing it. Yeah, that. And, and I know. So let it rip, buddy. <laughs> just yell at Novacare when next yeah. time you see him, just yell down the hallway. I, I mean,. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Like, we knew the running backs weren't going to be good this year. And, yes, you know you can't address every position. But it's not even like I'm asking for the Eagles to have Ezekiel Elliott running back. Like, that's not reasonable. I'm just saying, like, maybe get a guy who can at least take the pressure off Carson Wentz so that he doesn't have to throw 42 times a game like he did today every week. Right now, he's on pace to throw, like, 680 times this season. Like, it's just too much. It's too much. Um, Carson, we've seen he can handle it, so that's cool. That's good. I thought he had an overall good performance today. It wasn't perfect. There were some mistakes, obviously, but uh, just on the game overall, I just wanted to say that you know this is a it's a loss, so that sucks. It's a bummer. But I said it on WIP yesterday. I just didn't think this game really mattered a ton, especially because look, they they went out, they played tough against a good team on the road that beat the Patriots in New England against an Andy Reid team that had extra rest. The Eagles don't have any reason to really like hang their heads after this one. This was a good effort. Yeah, I think so too. And and uh, I I <laughs> I don't know over overall as far as like uh, you know, you you say almost every time of of how kind of special this defensive line is is forming into. I think they showed that again today uh, as much as we're going to, you know, break into the minutia of of everything this week, but um yeah, I mean, between Cox and Graham and even Chris Long showed up today. Derek Barnett uh, is uh, is still showing up in his in his rookie year here, and I don't, I think that's what you got to hang your head on here too. You got to be really excited of how they performed today. Well, between the running back thing and the defensive line thing, I mean, why are you reading any other website? I mean, like it's all right here. <laughs> that's we're, right. We're telling you guys that's right before it happens. Um, but seriously, yeah, great pressure by the defensive line today again. They were seriously feasting out. And really, when you look at the fact that this Eagles defense, which is undermanned to begin with in the secondary because you don't have Ronald Darby, and then Jalen Watkins goes out, and then Rodney McLeod goes out, and the fact that they still didn't give up like a deep bomb until like later in the game when it was kind of almost over anyway, and, and they didn't let Tyreek Hill go crazy or something, that's really impressive to me. And you have to give credit to Jim Schwartz, and you have to give credit to that defensive line because – we were talking about it going into the season. We were like, hey, this Eagles defensive line needs to be really good in order to mask some of those weaknesses in the secondary. And today, for the most part, they were. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm reading, listen, John Clark's tweet just came up uh, again. So this, this, this is all we're going to be talking about this week. 13 Eagles oh, runs yeah. called, four for Carson, 52 pass plays, Sproles, you can't run them 20 times. Wendell Smallwood, only three to four carries. This feels to me very much like, Where's Paul Turner? <laughs> and, 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 and and it really does between the Hall of Fame, John. Yeah, He's in the Hall of Fame. Between him and, and Clement. And I'm granted, I'm not saying like, yeah, you shouldn't try that, but especially with Wendell Smallwood. I don't see any reason of why he's supposed to get more carries, and it's unfortunate because I do think that he was having a very strong camp. I don't know if the hamstring is overall affecting him. He had uh, he had one good carry today uh, where he ripped through there, but like, it, has anyone earned <laughs> the, the right to be like, okay, I think we need to go with this guy in the running game? Not at all. I mean, it's look, the Eagles just don't have a running back. Like They don't have a good running back other than Darren Sproles, who – is obviously still awesome. Had the fumble today, which was a bummer. 
But, you know, as a running back, still clearly the Eagles' best guy. But it's just the reality is you can't use him like a lead guy. He's just not a lead guy. You look at his career numbers, he's never been a lead guy. I mean, you can try it, but it's just not, you know, it's not the, it's not the move. It's not the thing that is the cure-all for the Eagles. They should get him as involved as much as they can, yes. But there's just, it's just not there. It, it is the same thing, John, like at receiver last year. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. And you can bring Paul Turner up. That's fine. You can bring Price Treggs up. That's fine. But it's just not going to change anything. They just don't have the guys, and it's just going to be the case all season long. Yeah, and it's going to be really frustrating. Uh, some saving grace right away as the Denver Broncos have gone up 7 nothing over those filthy, awful Dallas Cowboys. Manuel Sanders nice. touchdown uh, as, as that's going forward. So we talked about a couple other things here, BLG. I want to get your thoughts first on... Listen, we don't know, and we'll be definitely checking in if something is updated with McLeod uh, during the press conferences. We'll do that. How huge of that – I mean, well, I, I can probably answer that myself. McLeod going down was was huge. I think yeah. the difference between Corey, uh, him and Corey Graham, although I think Corey Graham is serviceable, is dramatically different. And honestly, I don't think Hunt scores that touchdown if that's McLeod out there tackling. But what is how much is that going to affect some of the creativity of uh, of Jim Schwartz here? Now you're, you're down – a couple of obviously with Darby, you're down with one of your best safeties. You're down. How much do you think that that shifts Jim Schwartz's uh, you know outlook in the next few games here? Yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, not great, Bob. Uh, McLeod's a good player, as we saw, and you look at that Corey Graham, uh, Kareem Hunt, the guy the Eagles should have drafted. But that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, play there, and it's just. This whole secondary as a whole, with with Graham going out and Watkins going, or sorry, McLeod going out and and Watkins out and now Darby is out, it just limits what you can do. Because what you look at what the Eagles were doing in Week One, they had Malcolm Jenkins shifting down to the spot, and then they had Corey Graham filling in at safety. Now this kind of limits what you can do, some of your versatility, because that's a player who is versatile. And same thing with Watkins. I know he's not great, but still is a guy you can have at their either safety or corner. And now, well, it didn't look like he could play either secondary. today, to be honest. So. Yeah, and you know that I don't <laughs> sure. think he could play either. Sure. Yeah, yeah. An Eagles secondary, though, that's thin to begin with, having more injuries is just like the worst case situation. I will say, though, and uh, I mean, BLG, you know what's coming now. Uh, Rasul Douglas uh, looked uh, pretty, yeah, pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. So I, I, I think that's a, a positive to have. Him and Jalen Mills probably go, moving forward uh, with that over over Watkins. I think there was, you know, he's still probably going to take his lumps. But uh, Razul Douglas, pretty pretty uh, good uh, start to his career today. I don't know. I think he looked awful. I think I, was <laughs> <all along. laughs> I believe um, I saw you real. tweet clutch play by Rasul Douglas That's at right. one point. Clutch all caps. All it caps. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, if that if that ball is like a fingertip difference there, like that's a touchdown. So. You know, you're living on the edge, and I think <laughs> Razul and Jalen are corners you can get through with if you have this kind of pass rush. But if this pass rush wasn't here, I mean, they would be toast. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep uh, looking forward. I know you got uh, a lot of th- things to write and uh, things to tackle. BLG, we appreciate the time as always, buddy, and we'll uh, we'll we will catch up with you with the BGN Radio Daily tomorrow evening uh, right around 5 or 6 o'clock. That'll be up. Thanks, BLG. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Uh, Bye, buddy. So, yeah, and, and and honestly, I think 
I mean, it's not even a question anyway. I don't even know who you would put over there, but um, this is this is why you know you you need to have CB depth throughout the year. It's kind of crazy that the they're dropping like flies, and I think that's happening around the league. I just yeah. saw Joe Thomas tore his ACL. Greg Olson yeah, Kim, broke his foot. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a bad week for injuries for everybody. Yeah. But you know, uh, I don't know. I as I'm thinking about it, it's not like they really did anything differently with Darby out now. During that Washington game, I don't think they changed that much here. It's uh, it's nice to see that Jim Schwartz has confidence. Really, it's probably coming from the defensive line, but overall, you know, it looks like these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, well, it's definitely coming from the D-line. The D-line, we said it, right? Like, we're like, the D-line can make up for those issues on the back end, and we are seeing that. These guys don't have to cover as long, but having said that, they're covering. They're doing a good job. Like, I, I, like, I feel... So much better about both Jalen Mills and Rasul Douglas long term than I have at any point. And again, mm-hmm. long way to go. One game for Rasul Douglas, but I don't th- change a lot when Sidney Jones gets in there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, but I, I just think in general, like especially because that's what we talked about, right? Like Darby was the the we had talked the cornerbacks. Like it would have been about the cornerbacks, right? Not the running game. The cornerbacks were the issue, and they go get Darby, and we feel better about it. Lose him in the first game to not be talking about the cornerbacks right now, I think, is a win. Yeah, like, if you looked at this team last year, the front seven we knew was good, we were excited for it, and they were good enough to carry the team for a couple of weeks. I mean, the way they played today, this looks like a team that it can legitimately carry the defense for the entire season. Yeah, carry the team. the, the The whole scheme is built around those guys being successful. They have the horses to do it. Right now they're healthy. The linebackers look great. Kendricks looked good in the yeah. plays that he was out there. So you feel really good about all that stuff. I don't hate Jalen Mills. I, I think he's a solid number 2 corner. It's going to be interesting to see. Because next week, uh, I'm already looking ahead. I, I'm looking at as you should be. You, you Game's the, over, baby. Let's you get go. the Giants on the schedule next yeah. week, so you could have Odell Beckham Jr. You're going to have Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard. They're going to be against Mills. They're going to be against Rasul Douglas. They're going to be against Corey Graham and Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very different secondary than what we expected, and to see. See how those guys handle the the passing attack of the Giants, and see what kind of impact the front seven gets. Like it, it's a whole weird, different battle next week, and um, I, I I don't feel so bad about it because this front seven, it, I just can't ignore how good it is. Well, and, and how bad the Giants are. Well, that's, well, well, that's the thing too. It's going yeah. to be like paper mache through that awesome. whole thing. So I I, I and I, to your point though, I mean like. If uh, we'll see if OBJ goes uh, on Monday night because it sounds like he's, they feel optimistic that he is uh, going to go. I we'll, we'll see. I think they hold him off for a week and yeah, make probably him play, make him play the division game. But we'll see. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. At zero and one, it's tougher to do that though, especially when your offense yeah. looked like you know a, a pop Warner offense without him. You know, yeah, it's hard to, to say. All right, we'll just go out there without OBJ down at zero and one. But yeah, I'm with you. I, or zero and two. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, saying yeah. this oh, yeah, week yeah, right, it's right. tough to sit him this week at zero and one. That's a good point. Um, but regardless, yeah, I think I think and I, look, who knows? I mean, he might not be hurt. Like I don't. I mean, I think he, yeah, they, yeah. This whole thing like if it, i wouldn't i i think i can't remember someone around the studio said he's doing it it's a contract thing he's doing it to show them how much he needs them and i don't believe <laughs> no, i don't no I, way. listen 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 i don't actually believe that to be true but like I mean, I if there's like any a, guy that could do I, it. I'd give it like a 20% chance, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, he let a timeline slip, actually, just this past week, that the injury was, and, and it happened at the end of August. Yeah, but it was it, coming from him, though, that he but, said that. Well, he yeah. said it, but he let it slip, that it was supposed to be a six- to eight-week timeline. I don't think which, he let it slip. I think that was calculated. May, I don't know. 
But because yeah. the the way it was written in the report, he was very awkward about it as soon as he said it. So it was like an oh, oh crap. So like for him, he might not be back, or he's at least not supposed to be back, possibly until week four. So yeah. so a lot going on with OBJ. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see what the uh, which conspiracy theory we believe in as we uh, as it head towards Monday night. But I got to say. Uh, 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 speaking of the Eagles' offense, how about Mac Hollins finally showing Mac up today? Thank God! Hey, how about that, huh? I, give me all the Mac Hollins that you can handle. Seriously, yeah. like, I need that guy out on the field all the time. Put him at running back. Yeah, that's what I think. Put him, put him, at, put him at cornerback. <laughs> put him at guard. Put him, yeah. put him everywhere. Put him, put him all over the field. I th- really can nice. Can we just have? Can we clone him? Can yeah, we get yeah. eleven Mac Hollins down there. <laughs> really, uh, really nice uh, debut from uh, from him, and, and that's kind of on display. You know, uh, Fox showed this right at the end, and I want to make Real sure you guys. Quick update: Terrell Pryor still can't catch. Oh, good. That's a. That's, <laughs> I just all right. A yeah. Literally, yeah. like Great in work, his Terrell. hands, just dropped it so bad. See, there's just there's uh, an absolute just <laughs> perfect. Uh, rep- Placements for Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. I knew you'd enjoy that. Uh, and that's a glowing reason why. Oh, I don't know. The Cleveland Browns completely passed on him when they desperately need wide receivers. So yeah. maybe there's a thing going on there. Uh, I uh, What was I saying? I you said something forgot. about Fox. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fox gave that little stat right at the end. So I thought this was really interesting. The Eagles haven't been 2-0 and with two road games back-to-back since 1949. Whoa. Did it say how many times they've had two? Because, like, I would guess they haven't started too many seasons. As it prob- it's probably way. not a, not yeah. a ton, but that's still a crazy I'll stat. send that to BLG and see how many ro- yeah. uh, the road games or two road games to I'm open the season. Are, but uh, it's a long time. So yeah. it's exp- I mean, it's, it is hard. It's just a hard thing to do. And, look. Uh, I, you have every right to be upset for the next 24 to 48 hours, but then you're going to wake up and be like, oh, wait, they play the Giants next week, and that's going to be hilarious. And, and, and they're home. They're home. Right. Like, we are our, our home opener. Usually we have our home opener in the first two weeks. It's exciting to have it, especially the Giants. I mean, all the recent great memories down at Lincoln Financial Field, the blackout, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, they've owned the Giants. I feel really good going into that game coming up next week. And they're and definitely wearing the black jerseys, Oh, right? they have to, right? right? Like, they got to wear well, the no, black. Well, no, no, no. It's a day game, so they uh, will. That's yeah. my bad. Well, well, but, well uh, you know what? Let's let's in spirit. Think in that spirit, right. yeah. we'll be wearing the black jerseys for that game. Uh, how about this? How about Alshon Jeffrey showing up today, yeah, too? Buddy. That was fun. Like, that was, you know, it yeah. was, it was at, at one point it went from, oh, my God, to whatever. And then that second drive in the third quarter, that's that's why you paid him to to do all that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, I couldn't believe that they didn't call that a touchdown well, well, right like, what away. What are they doing? Yeah, like- yeah, it was it was really nice. And I know that Torrey Smith had, uh, had some dropsies there, and that could kind of go back and forth. Uh, but the more and more that I, I still believe that it's just a timing rhythm thing that they're they're figuring out through this uh, the the next couple I mean I, yeah I mean Wentz under through that but it was still a catchable ball and then they threw a perfect ball and it was dropped too so uh, you know it's just a lot of things to still figure out early in the season now if that continues I mean, we're gonna take our shirts off and throw them at the mirror and be all pissed off and red and sweating and hot and mad and all that stuff might do that anyway yeah right? yeah yeah for the time being I think that's I I really like that and it's just as much as we were our like I said now playing tag with the running game here. It's nice to see that there's wide receivers. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's still there. Yeah, it's huge. I, I think you're right, though, John. We talked a lot about it last week with Kirk Cousins, and I think it played out on that end, too. That's uh, Kurt. 
Kurt, yeah, Kurt Kubans, excuse me. <laughs> Who's, who the hell's Kurt Cousins? Uh, no, but like, I, it, look, you can't just expect people to go in. They didn't play many preseason snaps together. When you think about it, like the, the entire first team offense played, what, 19 snaps together in the preseason. I'm not a huge preseason guy, but when you have brand new receivers and a quarterback, you would have to think that there's going to be some mm-hmm. time needed to, to really understand each other and know where they like to put the ball, where they like to catch the ball, all that type of stuff. There's just the connection, the chemistry takes time. Uh, by the way, the Jets getting killed already, 14 to nothing. Shocking. As we said on the PGN Radio Game Day show, that was uh, pretty much of our lock for the week. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's nice to have wide receivers here, Vince. Well, it is. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to the passing game and, and what's going on right now, like, look, there's a lot of criticism on Wentz in the deep ball. And I get it because, frankly, he's got the arm strength. And, and it's, valid. it's valid. He's not yeah. accurate. He's just flat out not accurate right now. He's he's not even putting it in the vicinity necessarily for your jump balls, like the occasional great crazy diving play. Like a lot of these balls are completely out of range by like fifteen yards. So he's he's making know, fifteen yards. Oh come on, like there's five yards. No, there's, which is five. Where, there's no way, dude. It's not fifteen. It's occasionally, <laughs> occasionally <laughs> no there happened. There have been a few. There was it happened in this game. I seen the, 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 the yeah. Alshon throw, you're, right? Yeah. You're talking about the Alshon throw. He threw throw? one that was five, wide yeah. right by like a wide left mile. I think your perception of how long. Yards are is a little off. I like. There's no way. Well, hold on. Yards. Let me measure. Just uh, okay. <laughs> Hello, about ten feet to me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fifteen yards would be like longer than this room, like the width of this room away from a receiver. It was. Like, it was a good bit away. So look, he he's he's grossly inaccurate on some of these throws. And it's not great. Um, and I don't know how better, how much better it gets. Part of it is like occasionally on the on some of the balls that are close, it's, it's averages and whatever. Like right. it, it, deep balls aren't easy. You complete them in something like the high thirties, low forties percentage anyway. So for people to be like, he's not hitting all of his deep ball like deep throws. <laughs> no one does. So right. back it off a little bit. But uh, the other thing is here, and I, I want to give Wentz a little bit of credit. Because as much as he can be inaccurate at times, and we talked earlier about him trying to do too much with the ball, most of the times he's trying to do too much, it's him in the backfield trying to stay up and prevent sacks and and throw it. Uh, When he's throwing the ball, though, he's not throwing into double coverages, triple coverages. You know what I mean? He's not getting uh, picked off by linebackers that he doesn't see underneath on plays. Like His decision-making when it comes to the passing game pretty good oh yeah and I think we we always kind of stick out the you know the three or four bad things that he did and that kind of weighs in especially in a loss we are kind of just like all right that's on top of my yeah. mind like honestly that 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 square screen which was uh don't know oh yeah that was intercepted to, right yeah, like that, that was it's like, yeah it's like what are you even going on doing there? there yeah well and just on that too just the concept of of and Jimmy Kemsky tweeted this out too it's like he's six five why does he have so yeah, many balls weird. batted at the line it's really weird like I don't I don't thrown on a down angle. Yeah, or something, it must you know? be like I'm. I'm. It's it's confusing. There shouldn't be that many, or or he's not. I don't know. Like I really don't have a good answer for it. Yeah, yeah. Neither do I. No. But, um. I. You know. It's something that will just have to <laughs> learn. You got to wait and see. And that I think that's more. Yeah. Maturation, learning process. Yeah, learning and, that that all right. The the when I go to throw, the defender puts his arm up. So maybe if I just give it a bit of a second of a pump, you know, whatever yeah. it is, there are, there are things you could do to combat that. It's just yeah, it's reps. It takes time, and it's same with the deep ball. I, I, I'm not terrified. Like he looked like crap with the deep ball today, but I'm not like worried about the the ability for him to throw one long term. I mean, he's got the arm. Like the issue isn't something where he can't get it there. It's just he's not accurate in getting it. There. Yeah, and William actually made a great point in there too. Is just the whole. <laughs> 
it, that last drive uh, before, uh, what was it, Kelsey scored that touchdown, Vinnie Curry is oh, staring yeah. down Alex Smith Dude, dead to right. Well, yeah. Brandon Graham comes in, has him, like, do you know, but is getting, it's like falling down as yeah. he's going. And Vinny, that you're there to clean up. Like, what are you doing, Vinny Curry? Yeah, like, yeah, oh it is. Oh, my God. I think that way, if that, that probably would have changed the That's game. That's the play of the game. It, it takes play the game them right out there. of field goal range. It would have yeah. taken yeah. them out of yeah. field goal range. Yeah, that was the third down play. It, that would have changed the entire dynamic of the game. Vinny, and Vinny Curry, in general, I thought he had a good game. You know, yeah, yeah, overall uh, yeah, he did. Uh, uh, yeah, he was he just, because, he just missed there. Because and one of the key things, like when we talked about it in the preview show, one of the key things was when Kareem Hunt was really successful against New England, a lot of times he was able to break the ball outside. And when he was able to turn the edge, that's where he'd get all those yardage for the big plays. He didn't really have that today. I mean, but when it was halftime, he had seven yards on the ground. No, they so, did a good job yeah, containing. Today. Yeah, they did a really good job containing. He broke that one. I mean, it's just a massive hole up the middle. Yeah, it's but, like a, like a, that was fifteen yards. The hole. No, I'm kidding. It was well, a huge yeah, hole. it was a huge hole. It was a massive hole, and and they were able to take advantage of that. But but Curry, it, I mean, you you really like that play as much as he had a good Gotta game. That it. play was so. Massively big, and he, and he didn't get it done. No, yeah. he didn't. And he uh, has to. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I, we have talked about the money thing for a long time, but yeah, yeah like, I mean, and, and and overall, I don't want to kill him too much because you're right, Vince. I think he had a pretty good game yeah. today, along with uh, along with everybody else, including uh, Jordan Hicks, who at one point. It just slammed down Travis Kelsey and said, "This is my house, bitch. Yeah, he did. And this is with like, me." <laughs> he was great. He had the, the slam of Kareem Hunt, where people thought it was a uh, uh, going to be a horse collar. Or was it? Oh yeah, He's that like, was fun too. Or was that yeah. was that Hicks as well? It might have been. Either way. Oh no, that was uh, Jernigan. You're Jernigan, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Jernigan. Was, excuse me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but um, he yeah, makes a big difference, by the way, Jernigan. <laughs> yeah. Like he really does. It, like in terms yep. of allowing Cox. I mean, what Cox had two more sacks today, or whatever. Yeah. Or one, one and a half, whatever it was. But Cox, like he's so much more open and free with Jernigan in there as opposed to Benny. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, it's just one of those. Where where you're just gonna have to kind of move on. Like I already I already feel good talking about it. It's just like all right, it's it's it is what it was and it's cathartic. Now you just kind of you know, you move on and and you hope any, everything uh, turns out a little bit better than it did. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean I I don't have anything uh, much else to add here. I think it's just one of those things where it actually made a uh, an entertaining game after an onside kick that. You know, Great onside kick. Yeah, for for a kid who missed a 28 yard field goal, that that onside kick was a a. Perfect. Onside perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Um, we'll have to see about uh, McLeod and the injury. I, I really think that can affect a lot of things, but we also thought that with uh, with Darby as well, they've been able to hold up here. But Vince, any, uh, any closing final thoughts before we wrap things up here? Well, before we wrap things up, so... I'm, the more I think about it, the more I have an issue with Doug Peterson and the way he called this game. Oh, my because, God. Yes. Because here's the thing. <laughs> right? We, yeah, good. You know what? I'm going to take his mic. I'm just going to I'm gonna say it into two mics so if he listens back, he hears it even louder. <laughs> so, look, here, here's the problem with the play calling. I can understand if you say, we want to have a pass-heavy game. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. But the game that they played passing-wise was very much a mid-range, deeper-down-the-field game. They didn't use the passing game enough as an extension of the run. Screens, quick slants, hooks. We didn't see any they, of that. No, they did some... Not the enough. The slant was working. The Alshon <laughs> But that Ertz. was like a 15-yard slant. Well, it was, like, it was, it was it a was, slant over the middle. Like It wasn't like a... It was more caught it at like seven, eight yards depth than running for an extra couple because they're in movement getting the ball. I thought they did a little bit of that. There were a few screens in there. I would have liked to have seen more of it because... 
what, one of the things that Kansas City likes to do is they'll use those short plays and they'll extend, and that's where they get all the yardage. It's after the catch. And if you're not going to run the ball to have those opportunities to, you know, get the ball in your playmaker's hands in, short, in those quick situations and then let them figure it out, there wasn't enough of that. So that's my criticism with Doug. I, uh, I think it's crazy to criticize Doug after this game. I, look, I really I, do. I, I hate Doug, Fine. but I didn't see him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think he did a bad for, job. For, I mean, like, because of – and everybody, by the way, is now so it went from the swing passes and don't do those when Darren Sproles successfully did it to now, well, don't run screens anymore because they didn't work. I think the theme of most things are if it doesn't work, well, then it was it was bad and you should remove that from the playbook. Not saying that Vince was saying that. I, I – uh, Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe some more slants, some more quick hitters, or something like that. But something. I, it, it was all downfield. I don't know. The, the The offensive line gave enough protection, so it's not it's not absurd. But I'm I don't know. As a game plan, I just considering Kansas City is a tough defense. Considering mm-hmm. you knew you weren't going to run the game, the whole game. Blunt had zero carries, zero. But what? Then, you, what, what is that? A, is that a bad thing? Well, yes, because here's the thing. Look, it's <laughs> Vinny, no, it, Vinny. Yes, because it, well, it's Blunt and the fact that you didn't have these shorter plays. Because I'm very curious to run back and what the numbers will be of third and longs in this game. Right? I mean, there weren't even situations where you could say Blunt needs to be in the game. Third and ones, third and twos they didn't exist third and tens third and thirteens like they were dealing yeah, with were, really long were, situations both teams were five and five for 12 and converting third down so it's just kind of like and kansas city had third and threes and third and fours and you know it's just it's it's just but how it is. Those. It's tough. I, I would have what, liked to have seen those. We didn't. We didn't have as many of those. I would have liked to have seen some sustained drives, uh, a little more, and and realistic short yardage situations. But is that play calling or is that just execution? Like I think that's more execution than it is like a game planning thing. It was just like, well, this you know this thing didn't really work out. And honestly, that screen to open up the game. Uh, what is it, to Sproles, if Isaac Salamalu makes in a, a half of a block, Sproles is still running uh, you know, down down the field there. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, is that I, the I, passing game as an extension of the running game? Yeah, of course oh, well, th- Yeah, okay. Yeah, more of that. <laughs> yeah. More of that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I, I don't. I don't know. I think the uh, I think the I think the play calling was good. I'll even call it good. I think overall they just they missed uh, on on a lot of big opportunities and that's what I, honestly they they missed two touchdowns in the first drive. Mm-hmm. The Sproles and then uh, and well I don't know if Sproles is going to be a touchdown, but a huge game. Torrey Smith was definitely a touchdown. Was yeah. Definitely a touchdown. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that uh, I think it's again I think it's fine to criticize in some spots, but overall I think it was okay. Um, and it's funny to me, Vince. This is this is. I, I'm telling you, it's coming, man. I, I see it in here. I see it on Twitter. Yeah. The defense is good. That's the best unit. And Doug Peterson is bad. And therefore, Jim Shorts should be coaching this team. Oh no! Listen, no, listen, no. listen. First of all, whatever with that. But aside from all that, don't tell me. Don't tell me that there isn't a rife in the locker room. Yeah. Don't tell me that there's a Gatorade bath that's just there that got thrown out there. And because Zach Ertz high fived everybody, the the you brought it up. You brought it up. We're all thinking it. Lombardi, that thing was calculated, and Absolutely. it's in everybody's heads. That's the reaction after a loss. It's exactly what we talked about yep. on the fourth quarter. You can go check that out at Patreon.com/slash BGN Radio with all of our bonus content. Um, I want to say thank you real quick to. Clippet, uh, our uh, main sponsor. It is live television in the palm of your hand. We got some really good stuff from that today. Great college football weekend for that, too. You can make high-definition uh, 30-second clips. Put them on Twitter, Facebook, put them on your blog, and it's great to watch You know some games that maybe or may not be in your market if you don't have cable television uh, moving forward. So, 
James, final thoughts? Any uh, rebuting uh, things? I have two final thoughts. The first, uh, non-Eagles. Uh, I hate targeting in college football. I can't believe they eject guys for yeah, that. It really is bad. such a stupid rule. I had to say it. I, watching that LSU game yesterday, and I don't even, I didn't have a stake in it. But like, and then the Clemson game, it's these kids are getting uh, ejected from huge games for bang bang plays where they can barely even control what's happening. The one in the the Clemson game, the kid got ejected. That was terrible. It was an awful, atrocious call. It makes me angry. I had to say it. Uh, Eagles thing. It's we got a home game this week, baby. Yeah, thank we got God. The freaking New thank York God. Giants coming to town. You know what we do? We own the New York Giants. I feel really good about this week. I can't wait to get down. Jetro parking lot baby that's right we're gonna, we're gonna roll let's go birds uh Jetro parking lot will be there from uh, 11 right up until kickoff a uh, bunch of pregame stuff going on plus we'll have a pep rally on thursday that we're still trying to figure out but it'll be a lot of fun vince your final thought thoughts about oh well my final thought was uh was an eight minute argument the play calling could have been a little better <laughs> worst final thought at no I'm kidding. D- duncan do you have any final thoughts on uh the day uh overall uh yeah i i hate that the defense had to lose this game. Um, yeah. I don't think they deserve uh, to lose at all. Good, I like that, though. But uh, I think it shows there's some positives, so I think that if the offense does just a little bit better than what they did today, makes some plays, Torrey Smith catches a ball here and there, um, they win games. So I think that's something to look forward to down the road. I still think this is a 9-7 and seven football team. I think they are going to be the second best team in the division. I still don't know who's going to be first. It's probably not going to be Washington. Oh, Dallas. Is, D- Dallas is Giants. going. To, it's, yeah, it's, it's a two-team team division. Really, I'm yeah. starting to get there. I re- and look, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, but I'm starting to kind of get to it's Dallas and the Eagles. I yeah. think the Giants might be bad. Yeah, I think they might be bad, too, and I think yeah, it's... Oh, it, how it's, sweet would that which be? Is, which is amazing after the NFC East is back last year. Is it's Landon the Collins going to win Defensive Player of the Year again, or is know, that going to happen? No, not this time, maybe? No. Probably, probably not this time, uh, but we appreciate everyone tuning in on Facebook, and for those of you listening on the replay on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all of the fun things uh, that you listen to us through. We really appreciate the five-star reviews and you guys checking in every week. BGN Radio Daily kicks off tomorrow with Brandon Lee Gouton throughout the league, Next Level Pod, Counterpoint, and uh, probably uh, these three ugly mugs at some point behind the mic. Well, I mean, two two beautiful people oh. and one ugly mug, as we should say here. That's going to do it for <laughs> yeah, episode number 261 of the BGN Radio Podcast. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys.